welcome to the Blindfold Chess Podcast. Born in 1941, Nona Gaprindashvili was the youngest of six kids and the only girl. She began playing chess at the age of five from watching her brother play. Her first major break came from when her brother had to back out of a local team championship. Nona stepped in to fill his place and performed very well, scoring fifth overall. There is a really nice interview she gave to Chessbase in 2018, walking through her chess life and accomplishments. I've left that in the show notes. Vakhtang Katsats, one of George's top chess trainers of the time, noticed her play and offered to properly train her starting in 1954. Two years later, in 1956, at the age of 14, Gaprindashvili won the Women's Soviet Union Championship. Five years later was the start of Nona's absolute dominance on the world stage. She won the 1961 Candidates Tournament, a full two points ahead of the 17-person field, which qualified her to play in the 1962 Women's World Championship against Elisaveta Bekova. Kaprindashvili crushed her in a 9-2 match score. Her victory at the World Championship stage was seen as the beginning of a women's chess revolution in Georgia, and some would go as far as an intellectual revolution for Georgian women. She went on to defend her title in 1965 against Ala Solomonova, Kushner, winning eight and a half to four and a half. In 1969, she won a rematch against Kushner with the same eight and a half to four and a half score. In 1972, she won a close rematch against Kushner, winning eight and a half to seven and a half. In 1975, she won against fellow Georgian Nana Alexandra, eight and a half to three and a half. In 1978, she was finally dethroned by the then 17-year-old and 20-year-younger Maya Chiburjandize, ending her 16-year reign as the women's world champion. 1978 was a busy year for Nona. She participated in the Lone Pine International Tournament, scoring well enough to be the first woman to ever earn a norm for the title of Grandmaster. At a meeting by the FIDE Congress in 1978, Gaprindashvili was awarded the Grandmaster title. She has said her tournament performance at Lone Pine and earning her Grandmaster title were her greatest chess achievements. Outside of world champion dominance, Gaprindashvili has participated in 12 different women's chess Olympiads from 1963 to 1992, winning 25 medals, including 11 team gold medals and 9 individual gold medals. She was also a five-time winner of the USSR Women's Championship from 1964 to 1985. The Tbilisi Chess Palace was dedicated to her. A statue is erected in Zagudi, Georgia, and she was elected to the World Chess Hall of Fame in St. Louis, Missouri, 
in 2013. And she is still actively playing. She participated in the 2023 European Senior Women's Chess Championship at the age of 82. She has won the senior tournament seven times, with her most recent being in 2022 and the 65 and older age division. Gaprindashvili not only was the first woman to win the Grandmaster title, dominate the Women's World Championship for 16 years through five different cycles, play in 12 Olympiads, and win seven different senior championships, but she has been a role model that many have looked up to by causing women to get into the game, being an active voice in politics, and earning the Presidential Order of Excellence by the Georgian President. There is so much that we can learn from players like her. This week, we are traveling back to 1963 to the 9th Soviet Team Championship. Nona Gaprindashvili versus Avezhina Guseva. Now, if we're ready, let's begin. 1. Pawn to e4. Pawn to c5. 2. Knight f3. Pawn to d6. 3. Pawn to d4. Pawn c captures d4. 4. Knight captures d4. Knight f6. 5. Knight c3. Pawn to g6. With the pawn move g6, we are entering Sicilian dragon territory that is usually characterized by opposite side castling and both sides throwing everything they have at the opponent with little regard for their own king's safety. Six, bishop e3. Bishop g7. Seven, pawn to f3. Kingside castle. Eight, bishop c4. Bishop d7. 9. Queen d2. Knight c6. 10. Queenside castle. Rook b8. 11. Pawn to h4. Knight captures d4. 12. Bishop captures d4. Pawn to b5. 
13. Bishop e2. Queen of 5. 14. Pawn to h5. Pawn to b4. This is part of the idea of both sides attacking at the same time. If you're white, your knight is being challenged on c3. That knight is defending a2. Would you crack into black's kingside with pawn h captures g6? Or would you move your knight to d5? And why is that? Fifteen, knight d5. Knight captures d5. Sixteen, bishop captures g7. Knight c3. Here's another opportunity for white. You have a bishop on g7 that is threatening to be captured. You have a knight on c3 that can be captured by three different pieces. Your pawn on a2 is weak, and you're still attacking on the king side. What would you try to do here? Seventeen, queen h6. Knight captures e2 check. Eighteen, king d2. Pawn to b3 check. Nineteen, king captures e2. Rook f to c8. On the surface, this makes sense from black. You are moving the rook into the game, removing it away from possibly getting captured, and adding more pressure to the white king. However, this is the fatal move from black. If you are white, what is your idea here? 19. If you said, continue crashing into the king side, that is the right idea. If you wanted to play defensively, that's not quite where we're going. 20. Pawn h captures g6. Rook captures c2 check. 21, king e3. Black resigns. Even though white's king is in the middle of the board, black is the one that resigns here. After white were to play bishop on g7, back to d4, it attacks the queen, 
it threatens checkmate on g7 for white. White is also threatening h7 checkmate ideas, and black has no other good checks. I love these types of Sicilian positions where pieces are just flying all over the board. As Nona gets older, I hope we can continue to see more games like this from her in the future. So that is all that we have for this week. Tune in next time where we will continue to work on our blindfold skills and look at another game of The Masters.